Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is Paul Jamis. And Paul, uh, I've been told that I am too old to do the things that I do multiple times this week. <laughs> I have been telling you that for years, and now your wife is telling you that too, as we watch you had to, had to buy a, a sweater vest this week. I did have to buy a sweater vest this week. <laughs> and that doesn't help the old thing. Um, so uh, I play hockey. And in my hockey league this week, I... He plays old man hockey. Well, I am the old man on the <laughs> hockey team. And I sprained my wrist. But I did it in the first period. And I did what every smart, intelligent man does when they're playing a sport. I taped it up and finished the game. Well, that's what you do. Which led to an urgent care visit in the morning. Which led to everybody I know telling me that I'm too old to play hockey. Well, I'm just saying. To that, I say bull hockey. <laughs> See what I did there? I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. You need to you need to take up an old man sport, like golf. Yeah. Well, I do that, but you know, Ev- evidently, you need to spend more time in it. If if your wife wants you to stay safe, she should allow for you to play more golf. That's true. The injuries are much lower. I I think that's that's a valid point you have there, and uh, she does listen to this thing, so maybe. Maybe you should say it in a short, concise way that she can <laughs> totally understand exactly the point that you are making. No, all I'm doing is just, you know, buying my uh, more ridicule of you for other things. Well, so. sure. That's uh, that's what I'm here for. Paul, real quickly, before we get started, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, they can reach us at technical service at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. So, Paul, we're on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, we we broke the executive team ice with the big dog, with the president. Yep. And then we had Jeff Anderson, the VP of R&D. Mm-hmm. And now we're lucky enough, we have another VP. We we're, sure do. We're kind of a big deal. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go that far. <laughs> That's Jim. Jim's here to uh, help make sure that we keep our place at, at slightly below the executive level. and. <laughs> So uh, joining us, if you haven't put it all together, is Jim Rippey, the Executive Vice President for Fireproofing and Engineering Sales. Jim, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Before we get started, I just wanted to compliment you on uh, on your podcast. They're, they're informative, they're fun, but I do have a question. Um, I, I was attending Chris Tierney's podcast, which was great. You had a um, large crowd. You had... Uh, we had cake. Uh, you had cake you had cookies you had uh, balloons and i was wondering were you just sucking up to the president or did you invite people and they didn't show up today or did the cookie uh, a person that was supposed to bring the cookies not show up or what I, I i need a little help here so if you remember back when we interviewed chris it was in the large auditorium space we had a big crowd with us and and we brought jim to our recording studio which isn't much bigger than a closet. I have a better retort to that. You're like summarizing. I was going to say, Jim, if you, if you want cookies and cake and a crowd, well, maybe you bring should bring it become, on. Maybe you should become president. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jack said that, may, not me. <laughs> so yeah, we did. We did bring Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did bring Jim up into into the recording studio. So it's uh. It's a little tighter space, and, and no, we did, we did not record it in front of a live studio audience today. Oh, yeah. We we were afraid that we would not be able to contain you in, in front of <laughs> such a, a loud and boisterous crowd. What we, ha- what we really had to do, if anybody has ever talked to Jim before, 
he moves around a lot. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, when you have a dog that you need to keep in a kennel at home, they tell you to keep it in a smaller kennel. Did you just call Jim a dog? <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying what, well, we have to we have to be able to create the space that contains the in, the behavior that we need. It is so, a regular occurrence in the is office. Is that why you chained me to this desk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You weren't supposed to realize that that's what was happening. but yeah. It's a... Uh, you know, back when we were all in the same building, now we're over at R&D and, and you're at headquarters. When we would go look for you, somebody would, be, would say, well, Jim's in his office. And then it would be followed by, well, which office? Is he in in his actual office, in the conference room, in the lunch? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a bad habit of wandering. Yeah, yeah. no, yep. I do it too. So that aside, what, we wanted to have you in here for a couple of reasons. One of the things that we kind of wanted to talk about here and it's something that we've done at Carboline for What's Toy Drive. Drive? Yeah, yeah, it's been twelve years. We started well, twelve in years, two thousand seven, and uh, yeah, it's been a wonderful program. So every year at Christmas, we do a toy drive for the local children's hospital, and that is headed up by Jim. And what we do throughout the entire month of December is collect uh, new toys at the R and D and headquarter facilities uh, to take to our local hospital. And Every year, our goal is always to outdo what we did the year before. And, you know, we do some, uh, take some pictures and just be able to keep track for ourselves. And then you and a couple of guys put all the stuff into a truck and we bring them over to the children's hospital about a week before Christmas, usually. And then I think they take another load out over right right around Christmas or right after Christmas to all the stragglers yeah. that we brought in. Why don't we let Jim tell us? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back back to kind of the beginning, yeah, we started in 2007, so we've been doing this. this is our 12th year. We typically raise about 250 to 300 toys. Uh, Cardinal Glennon, uh, to give you a little background about Cardinal Glennon, it's a wonderful children's hospital. It's world class. Started in 1956, and they'd never turned a child away because of their financial issues. It's a unique place. Um, they, uh, they have 195 beds, so the cool thing about the amount of toys we raise, it allows every child at Cardinal Glennon to receive at least one gift during the Christmas season. And that's really a great thing. It's tough when you got a kid in the hospital at the holidays. It, it really is. And what's interesting, and, and I want to compliment uh, everyone at Carboline, it's really become part of our DNA. We've, we've kind of incorporated this program now within Carbacare, which is our charity organization within Carboline. And uh, everyone participates. I, as I walked in this morning uh, over here and then and over at headquarters, the bins are already almost full. So we will, as you mentioned, Paul, we will we'll take a, a, a rundown about the 14th of December because some kids come and go down there. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll have a, a toy, and then we'll take some down on the 21st. So, uh, yeah, our goal is always to improve. We've already raised uh, about 3,600 toys over the last 12 years, and I think you have a challenge today, don't you? Yeah, we sure do. We wanted to take this opportunity to reach out to especially all of our Carboline salesmen and, and the people who work outside of, of these two buildings that we're at here. And reach out. You can either hit us at the at the podcast. You can look us up. We already gave you the contact info. You can call the front desk. You know our our normal Carboline contact numbers. You can call up and and talk to anybody there, and they'll let you know whether you want to make a cash donation or a toy donation. And you can send them in, and we can really help to make this bigger. And I know it's getting close to the holidays. By the time this releases, we're going to be right there, close to time to go. And uh, I know sometimes it's going to be hard to get it here. Reach out to your local children's hospitals reach out to your local you know family services groups ronald mcdonald houses yeah yep and see see who locally is doing a toy drive and bring something into those groups absolutely we're going to take a break from this podcast to take a moment to pay the bills 
We'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Carboline and the new Sanitile 755FR. Sanitile 755FR is a fiber-reinforced epoxy for the absolute protection of CMU, concrete, and drywall substrates. These properties make it ideal for hospitals and food and beverage facilities. We want to remind you that if you tune back into Episodes 2 or Episode 10, you can get more information on this product. Remember, at Carboline, we have tough solutions for even tougher environments. And now back to the podcast. So now we're going to move on to the subject that we kind of wanted to talk about today. And uh, we're lucky. Jim wanted to participate in our shenanigans. So we have a previously recorded session about how we picked our topic today. And let's go ahead and throw it over to that previously recorded session. All right, so we're out here in a field. And uh, unlike previous vice presidents who we've had on the show, or should I say vice president that we've had on the show, uh, Jim uh, is ready to play ball. So, uh, Jim, you got your helmet on? I do have my football helmet on. All right. So he's all loaded up. He's in all of his safety gear, so I don't. We don't need to hear anything from any of our safety-conscious people. Yeah, we, we went have through gone ex- through training, extensive training for this, and uh, what we are lucky enough to have, uh, you know, uh, Paul has a, a distant cousin, like a fourth cousin, who's a carny. All right, <laughs> so we have uh, his name is Paula, um, Paul's fourth cousin Paula, and uh, he's loaning us a circus cannon. So, if any of you have ever seen this before, back where they shove somebody into the cannon, they put their helmet on them, they got them all ready, and they launch them across, and they land in a net. Based on our extreme scientific calculations, we believe the gym is going to go about 100 feet in the air. (laughs) And so, we have put these canvas bags out there to be able to catch him. Hopefully, he lands on one of the canvas bags. Hopefully, our range is right. Well, I mean, he was a D1 basketball player. He might fly... Right over the whole thing. <laughs> Guys, I am six foot three. Will I fit in the can? Well, oh, yeah. uh, we'll shove you, you in there. We, we'll push. We'll push until <laughs> we get you all the way in. So, all right. So, what we got, we got four topics out on those canvas bags. We have one that's intermessent fireproofing, uh, one that's concrete additives, one that is uh, the new fireproofing building, and then uh, some firework safety. Hopefully we land on a topic that Jim knows about and we can continue on with the show and uh, talk with Jim about the topic. So Jim, are you ready for this? I'm ready to rumble. All right. Are you you all the way up there? Are you ready to start climbing in? I'm halfway in. Nice tight fit. Get all the way. You got to get... Push. Okay. Move your arms up. Put your arms up. I got them up. I got them up. All right. I look like Superman. All right. So here we go. We're going to... Yeah. Okay. Ready? Ready? I'm going to push one more time on your head. Oh, not so hard, Paul. All right. Now, now that Jim is securely in the cannon, Paul, are, are you ready just, to break podcast history? We should just leave. Oh, we could. We, we could just leave. We man. could leave. Yeah. Don't uh, leave me here. Please. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. All right. So, All right. You ready to ignite? Yeah. Here we go. In three, two, two one. one. Oh, wait. All right, let's run over there and see what we got. Huh. Jim, are you dead? <laughs> kind of. Are you? How you feeling? I think I broke my arm. <laughs> you gonna gonna have some uh, ibuprofen in your future. So, just for everybody listening at home, he did land on one of the bags. He didn't stay on it, but he landed on it. He did this really neat like somersault thing. Yeah, it was, it was almost like a tuck al- and roll kind of thing. Almost looked coordinated. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think. Well, it looks like. 
he landed on concrete coating. What? Well, I guess we can't talk to you about that. Um, uh, Maybe we'll just go ahead and talk about the fireproofing building. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Maybe maybe next week we'll have somebody on for concrete additives? Maybe. I think maybe we could pull that off. Okay. Now we'll go uh, back up to the studio. All right. Now we're back in the studio, and uh, Jim lived. (laughs) <laughs> all right it was we were a little nervous we it took a little bit to get him into the cannon and i and i think he was eager to get over there and, and to do it i think there was a moment of hesitation but M- minor concussion but that's I, right I'm, so, I'm fine so you'll be you'll be fine well, so we can ask him anything right now <laughs> <laughs> a bit woozy so we we wanted to then take a moment to talk about the uh world-class uh fireproofing testing facility that carveline's uh building jim why don't you go ahead and uh Tell us a little bit about that. I'll give you a little background. Um, as, as some of you may know, uh, for us to go through the certification process to get uh, fireproofing materials certified, we have to go to a third-party laboratory, underwriters' laboratories, Intertech or whatever. And uh, it takes time. Uh, it generally takes about six months to cast a deck if you're running a beam test. So typically, sometime you're looking at a year to turn around um, a, t- a test program. What this $5 million uh, capital project that RPM uh, so graciously provided to us will allow us to really move forward at a much quicker pace our ability to be able to get to market on a product. That's probably the primary reason why we built this building. It, it gives us the ability to be able to turn products over much quicker. The faster we get to market, the faster we sell, the faster we earn money. You know, it really will give us an opportunity to be able to, to do custom work as well you know if there's a specific need for a building that maybe hasn't been tested yet or we haven't tested we can really get that more quickly evaluated to see if it's something we can do yeah typically uh, the large test facilities will run just full-scale large columns large beams large tubulars and what this gives us the ability to be able to do is to uh, is to run very specialized areas sometime uh, full-scale testing doesn't cover every nook and cranny. This is a safety-related business, and we, and we have to make sure when we provide thicknesses and designs that they're proper. The one thing it also gives us, it gives us the ability to be able to test for uh, some of our parent RPM companies, not just Carboline. We'll do some work with Tremco or whoever else requires fire testing. We can run tests for them, so it's going to be a, a corporate uh, advantage. That really is. That's going to really help our, our position in the market to be able to be that full-service fireproofing supplier that that we strive to be all the time. It gives us, uh, you know, we have a very unique product line. We have the most comprehensive product line in the industry. We sell, we have about 14 products that serve the commercial, the petrochemical, and the light industrial market. And it just gives us the ability to be able to run many more tests. One more advantage is that when we run tests now in our current facilities, we have to run small scale. When you go to full scale testing sometime, you get different results. This will allow us to have the ability to be able to make sure when we go to a full-scale test, that we receive the same exact thicknesses and results as we had. And if you remember back to episode 21, we uh, went up to the fire test lab and went along with Brooke as she did one of those small-scale fire tests. That's right. It was really interesting to see, but as we've been watching, we've been Jack and I have been privileged to be able to document and watch a lot of this building being built as it's gone. And, and it really is remarkable how big this oven is. It's massive. Yeah, it, it truly is a full scale. And the one great thing about this program, initially we'll run tests where they'll be witnessed by underwriters laboratories or Intertech for certification. At some point in time when we become fully qualified, we'll be able to run tests on our own 
for full-scale certification without even UL witnessing. So we really do. We will have the only uh, U.S. full-scale test program and test facility in the United States. It's, uh, it's a real advantage, and it really puts uh, Carbolines fire protection business in a very high priority and a very high scale. It really is. It was a great investment, and, and we can't wait to actually have it run in full speed. I know we're getting close. Soon. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about January, potentially. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, that about does it for this week. Jim, thank you very much for coming in. Fun, guys. Thanks, good, for, good thanks for being a good sport and helping us pick next week's topic. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Monday.